The Power of the Success Story At an insurance convention in Atlanta some time ago, I shared the speaker's platform with Mr. Lee Iacocca, chairman of the board at Chrysler Corporation. The auto industry was in a slump at that time and no one was sure if Chrysler would survive. Mr. Iacocca's address was entitled, So You Think You've Got Troubles. He talked for 16 minutes, and it was a stirring speech. Frequently interrupted by applause, he related how Chrysler had cut their white-collar staff from 40,000 to 20,000 and yet was producing more cars than at any time in the last three years. And finally, they were making a modest profit again. It was a rags-to-riches story on a corporate scale. I returned to my hotel strangely stirred and energized. My work is not at all similar to Mr. Iacocca's. He is head of a large automaker in Detroit, and I am a psychotherapist and writer in Los Angeles. Yet Mr. Iacocca's story of success made me feel like attacking my work with renewed zest and dedication. An important psychological principle was at work there in Atlanta. Success stories have a significant ability to motivate us. So rule number six for bringing out the best in people is employ models to encourage success. Great persuaders have always been good storytellers, for they have known that we are more easily influenced by individualized examples and experiences than by general principles. Morton Hunt says that his doctor once advised him to take a certain drug for a medical problem. He asked if it was dangerous. The doctor outlined evidence, says Hunt, and I felt reassured. Then he added, I take it myself. And I was persuaded. David J. Moyne, a psychologist who hence his own communications training firm in Redondo Beach, California, has shown that successful salespeople use realistic examples to show the listener that another individual has made the choice he or she is being urged to make. If I'm looking at a new car and the dealer tells me about several recent customers who have purchased the car we are looking at, it pumps a certain heightened interest into the exchange. Stories of other people convince us because they appeal to our hearts rather than our heads. They have the ability to stir our feelings powerfully and to change our attitudes. And when all is said and done, the art of motivation is the heightening of emotion. It is appealing to the unconscious more than the unconscious, to the right side of the brain more than the left. Political scientist James McGregor Burns, in his Pulitzer Prize-winning book, Leadership, comments on the uncanny power of Chairman Mao Tse-tung, whose true genius, he says, was in understanding the emotions of others. And the best way to appeal to the emotions is by talking about people, their struggles, conflicts, and eventual triumphs. The Bible is an emotionally stirring book, in part because it is filled with the drama of people's lives. To a large extent, it is a collection of biographies of flesh and blood people, and its doctrines are effectively passed on in these gripping accounts. Modern journalism uses much the same approach. 
the Reader's Digest, People, Guideposts, even the famous New Yorker profile all appeal to the same instinct in us. We want to know about the lives of other people.